Live. Another TAC production live. I have in the house my cousin, the Era Jeter. What's up, sincerely, CJ? Hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm here. I'm all right. How y'all doing? <laughs> doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm gonna tell you. I've read. I've read through your uh, book last week. And I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, <laughs> I'm really feeling this because I'm, 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 hey, we we the same blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killing you all the way through. And uh, for the most, I'm going to read this uh, about the author. For the most, for most of our lives, Dara J. felt boxed in, attempting to fit the mold of everyone else needed to fit. When enough was enough, she decided to break free from the expectations of others and be who she was born to be, bold, spontaneous, and free. I'm telling you, uh, like it says on uh, in in uh, chapter seven, I think it says chapter seven. You can jump around. You can jump from various chapters to. Get an understanding of my story. That's exactly why I'm getting ready to do. Cause I'm I ain't going in no order. <laughs> Cause <laughs> one really spoke to my heart, and that was uh, smashing. <laughs> you are because it spoke to my heart. Cause I I, I live that life too. Smashing and dashing one on one. I live that life too. I, I got to understand it. Cause I was like, when I first when I first picked up the book, I started to go that way, but I went in order. Cause I read the title, okay. you know, titles of the chapter first, but I went uh-huh. in order. I was like, oh, we on my we on my chapter now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I I highlighted a few things, and then I'm going to ask you to expand upon them. In a world where commitment is avoided like the plague, smashing and dashing has become a cure-all to loneliness, horniness, and longings of value and and acceptance. Uh, You also put on the other page on 62, this type of relationship is not for the weak, and I can testify for that. Uh, (laughs) What made you you, uh, write this chapter? I mean, smashing and dancing, which is a cool name. I I I know all about it, so uh, just go on and explain uh, why what what made you de- decide to add that to the book? Um, cause that was the life I was living, <laughs> and I wanted, and I, I I feel like it's it's per- honestly it's okay for you to choose to um to live that way or to choose that type of relationship if both parties agree to it. And I feel like a lot of times in situations, both parties aren't agreeing with it because everybody's not completely honest or they don't fully understand the nature of that type of relationship. So I'm just like, hey, let me put this in here because I think it's important for people to fully understand, like, this is this is not – you have to completely X out of your emotions, your feelings – and not even allow yourself to feel for someone to a certain degree when you're in this type of relationship, especially when you know or the other party knows they're not. it's not going to go past us just having sex. 
Right, right, right. Like So yo. I just wanted to just expound upon it a little bit. Like, okay, if you're gonna enter this type of situation, this is some you know, some things that can help you um get like do it successfully. <laughs> right, right. Without because no drama, without no issues and stuff like that. Because there could be a lot of drama doing that. Mm-hmm. A lot of there could be a lot of drama doing that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I used to tell when I was in the army, I used to tell everybody, uh, "Look here, I'm a hoe, so uh, <laughs> get your mind right, you know." <laughs> yeah. We ain't gonna, I, you know, you know what you want, know what I want. I see you Tuesday night, and I'll give you five <laughs> when I leave out. I might see you next time. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I lived that life for real, for real. That's why I, it spoke to my heart when I seen that chapter. <laughs> so, uh, I'm glad it speaks to you. Explain why you say dating, your dating was in chaos. Um, I feel like my dating was in chaos because I wasn't communicating what it is that I wanted and what I needed. So I was getting, I found myself getting more frustrated with guys because they weren't giving me what I needed, but they can't give me what I needed if I'm not saying, hey, like, this is what I need. And giving them opportunity to meet that need. And also, I also learned, like, a lot of guys are very emotional. Like, they're more emotional than women. And it's like, (laughs) And and I would say they're more emotional than women, like we, like too early, too soon. Like if we were just met, like you don't need to be being mad extra so early. Like that type of stuff feels like pressure to me, and I'm gonna run away. And it's like I don't I don't want to deal with that. So I'll see you around. <laughs> right, right. I agree. Um, as uh, you you wrote also as you read my experience. You will laugh, you will tear up, maybe, and you will probably judge my messy ass. (laughs) Uh, Of course, I had to highlight that because I found that to be very profound. (laughs) And you, Mm -hmm. you were bearing all your truths through this throughout this book. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did, and I actually had. I actually had like, but while I was writing this book, I actually had like a, a review panel of of women, like my target audience for this book, and just to see like when I share these stories, how they react to it, and a lot of them they judged me, <laughs> they laughed, they, I mean the the re- the responses that I want from it was the responses I was getting, so like I was really happy about just creating this panel to help me make sure that I'm staying on track with the goals I'm trying to meet with this book. Right, right. And and plus, uh, I guess while writing it, you were, like, thinking of all kind of things that you went through. And was it hard for you to actually put it down, or you just you just openly just wrote it and said, check with it? I don't care what anybody think about it. Um. It was difficult to put on paper, not because of other people's opinions, but because I I had to really relive and basically hash out my feelings and my emotions about those situations. 
so that was the that was that's what made it more difficult for me um because I'm just like yo like I have to relive these things like I'm replaying these things in my mind now and I I'm feeling these these feelings all over again um so that that was kind of why I did it that was the hardest part of doing it but I knew that in sharing my truth I'm freeing someone else so that they can be first truthful with themselves about their situations and who they are and also feel encouraged to not be ashamed of their story. Now, I felt it was kind of cool that you wrote a letter at the end of each chapter so you could wash your hands of it and move on. That's what it felt like to me. I don't know if it was that, but I'm just That's saying. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly okay. what it was. Like every every letter that was written, it's me either saying I'm done with the person or I'm releasing the situation. Like I'm completely over it. Like I'm releasing it and completely okay with it because now the public can, I can share it with the public without having any type of negative reaction to the situations. Right. So was so the chapter that was dedicated to your father, so was your attitude towards men, was it shaped by your father or was it through experience? Absolutely. No, I think that it's, it, I think that with all women, it starts with the nature of your relationship with your dad. And, you know, there were my, you know, my dad is amazing and there were amazing and great times that we did share, but there were also times that, were very detrimental to my growth as a woman and to how I regard men that he should have been there for and he wasn't. Um, So it it definitely shaped how I dealt with men. So uh, would you have continued suppressing your feelings had you not talked to your dad? Probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad, and I guess a lot of other people are glad that you did have that talk with your father. So. Yeah, I'm glad I did. Didn't go so great, but <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I had the conversation. <laughs> now, uh, the dirty house bay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you when you were talking about that, I said to myself, I I had a uh, incident that I went to go. You know, I met this girl at the club, right? And, uh-huh. Uh, went to her house, and I heard people talking. Like, there were a whole lot of people, right? And turned on, turned on the lights, and there was roaches playing football in the middle of the field. On the floor. You're lying. <laughs> You're exaggerating that, sir. <laughs> I, heard, I heard one roach talking about, so who is you? <laughs> I can't. It was crazy. I'm like... Where's all these voices coming? Man, about 30 roaches playing football in the middle of the kitchen floor. I'm like, nah, I understand what you're talking about, dirty house bag. <laughs> I, have, I do have to clarify. <laughs> Only reason why I named that chapter that was because that's the only thing that, to conceal his identity, that's the only thing that I could connect to him, but the issue between us, as you could read in the chapter, 
or not even necessarily about him having a dirty house. That it was a like a factor, but it wasn't the bigger issue for me. Right, right. I know my wife had told me about people that she went to go see, and they had dirty houses. She had to turn back. <laughs> yeah. If you're go. not if you're not used to that, like it, and me growing up, like the house was clean all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, and then in my mind, I'm like, if you invite a woman to your house and you're a bachelor, yeah, your house can be disgusting when it's just you. But if you're inviting a woman over, you want her to feel comfortable. You want her to come over more often. So you right. want to clean up. That, in right. my mind, like, I, maybe it's too much like right, but I just personally feel like if you're inviting me to your house, that means you're cleaning your house you're, or at least straightening up enough that your house, I feel comfortable sitting on your couch. You know what right. I mean? Right. And I, so when I, when I saw like how he kept up his house and he has a beautiful home, but it was just like, you have this beautiful house and you don't even take care of it. Who's to say you won't take care of me. Right. Right. You know, that's how I equated that. And not that I'm like with like financially or I want your money and stuff like that, but in my eyes, having your own home is a blessing because a lot of people don't have their own home, let alone like a, many people don't even have a warm place to roof over their head. You know what I mean? So it's like you have this blessing, this gift from God, and you treat this gift like it's shit. And it's like, right. so I... me, knowing that I, as a woman, I know that I am a gift to to man. So how are you going to treat me? How are you going to take care of me? So in my mind, that's how those things worked. And he he didn't understand that analogy, how I tied those two together. And, I mean, you can be comfortable in your own mess, but I won't, I won't be there in that mess with you. Right. So, so what did your focus group say about that? <laughs> about that stuff? Uh, I don't think that – I actually didn't even – I don't think I shared that one with them. I think that after the the whole um, group panel, that's the only chapter that they did not get to preview. Okay. Okay. Because I, 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 I uh, expressed it. I talked to one of my friends that I, I talked to her and read my, my books to because we go mm-hmm. over and I do some proofreading as I'm reading it to her. And I told her about your book. And she was like, I understand about that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. touch the nerve. <laughs> Man, I'm like, how you, and I didn't get it at all. I didn't get it. And the crazy thing is he, you know, he's still like, we're cool. Like we're cordial now. He asked if he could purchase my book. And I'm like, he doesn't know like he's in it. But I feel like he would read the chapter and know I'm talking about him. And I don't. I just don't feel like that confrontation yet. So I've been like avoiding getting him getting his hands on this book. Oh yeah, he gonna talk. About, he gonna say that was me. <laughs> he gonna say that was me, and he's gonna be mad that I put that shit out there. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I didn't use your name. You know, I didn't say you know who you were or where you stayed or anything like that. I just said you got a dirty ass house. <laughs> Right, like, right. I would never, like, and, you know, and I've shared it with him plenty of times. Like, I will never, don't ever invite me over. I'm not coming over unless your house is clean. Right. I agree. Do, uh, do, do you think that uh, 
this can help men also. The book. Absolutely, I think that it'll help men in in the sense understand like the thought processes that women have. Right. In right. like relationships and stuff, because I feel like most men don't actually listen. They hear us, but they're not listening to us. Right. And, like, because I, I, I mean, I really cared about this guy in this particular chapter. And I was even, you know, talking, to, I, would, I would talk to my therapist about it. And she was like, well, you kind of, you could, like, get help him by getting him a maid or clean up for him. And I was like, oh, I ain't cleaning up for nobody. <laughs> and I don't, I'm damn sure not about to get him a maid because, like, all he's going to do is, Keep it Mess dirty. It like if you you have to show, you know, make initiative to, you know, keep things clean and, and take care of your own stuff, like, before I come in and help you with it. So yeah. it, I think that it will definitely help men, like, give a perspective from a woman's perspective, relationships to men. Okay, the, the one chapter, the one that got away, that was the longest letter. Uh you must have been really feeling that emotionally. So was was that it? The Say longest, it again. The one that got away. That mm-hmm. was the longest, the longest letter. It was. <laughs> and I just want to know what was the meaning behind that because that really touched you, huh? Um, I think I just I I regretted that I I wasn't open-minded enough to understand him for who he was because at that time in my life I was very like focused on church and ministry and it bothered me that we didn't we weren't compatible in in that sense right so I, I just walked away from the relationship but I feel like now um while I still, you know, have the same faith and I, you know, I'm very, you know, close with God and my relationship with God and all of that, I feel like now my mind is a little bit more open and I I could have been more open to him. Um, And you know what sounds like? I feel the same way about, you know, different relationships in the past, now that I think about it. But I guess, you know, hindsight is 20-20. As you you get Mm -hmm. older... And you realize, you go, oh, I could have did this differently. You mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it was that, definitely, like, it was probably, of, of all the relationships I've been in, it was probably my favorite one. Right. I, I could tell. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this, this letter lasts in a page and another page in the back of the... <laughs> She's the one on this one. I had, I had a lot to say about that one. Okay, do you think uh, the drinking, when you, the chapter of ghosting ass niggas, <laughs> drinking, I mean, y'all was drinking, like, for real, laying it back. Do you think that uh, yeah. one of the causes of the problem between y'all? Um, no, I just think that he wasn't ready for what he claimed he was ready for. And I, because I was, like, I felt like I was trying to, mold myself in a way to be something that he, you know, someone he could commit to, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't working. So. Right, right. And then also, Uh, like, 
I I I learned that I had this pattern where when I'm nervous, I drink really heavy, like to loosen up. And with him, like I just drank too damn much. <laughs> yeah, you did. I I can't, I said they still doing a lot of kickback. They throwing something down their neck, you know. Mm-hmm. I was yep. like, wow, should have been part of the problem. The name of the book is been. the name of the book is Sincerely CJ Sierra Jeter. I love the book. I think really with a little. You know, expanding on a couple of the chapters, uh, it could be like almost like a movie, a little bit. I don't know about that. I'm, I mean, I'm, I guess I, it could. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. like more like little short little episodes. I don't see a movie. Uh, I could, I could write, a, I could write a movie on it because it would be, you know, expanded on out. You just hit the, mm. hit the points, but you. You could put some drama in a couple of these chapters on a couple of these relationships, for real, for real. Especially, especially the one, dear Mary Bay, and you said, "Where's your wife at, nigga?" That that was the coldest line in that chapter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could tell I read it, right? <laughs> yeah, I could tell. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't playing. I read all the way through. All uh, right. I want to say thank you for calling in. I love the book. Tell the people where they can purchase your book, your other books as well. Um, and you can purchase all my books on sincerelycj.com. It's all there, and I'm on um all social media, sincerely cj official. Uh, so you can hit me up on those too. Uh, spell your name again for people that don't know how to spell Sierra. I E R A. Also, one more, one more little set of questions I got. Okay. Game of Thrones, G. Game of Thrones. I seen you posting it. I seen you posting it, and I'm a Game of Thrones aficionado because I've been watching it from the beginning. Oh shit. <laughs> I seen you posted it. I said, "Oh, she all locked up in it. Oh lot. You know what? I get to my episodes, man. <laughs> hey, look, I got about, I got about five friends that's watching it right now, and they said, "Okay." They say you told me about it, and I'm finally watching it. It's so good. I said, "I tried to told you. I tried to told you." So you watching it on uh, you watching it on Fire Stick or you got the DVD? I am. Um, I'm on Fire Stick because <laughs> I'm. Yeah, there's, there's different. <laughs> there's different places where you can watch it on Fire Stick too. Because one of my friends watched it on a couple of different spots too. Yeah, it's it's and the, all the seasons are actually on demand if you have like a Comcast. So. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it, and uh, you know, hit me up when you uh-huh. hit me up when you actually get done with it, so we can talk about. it. I will do that. Cuz, love you. And I All love right. the book. Uh, keep Thank doing you. your thing. And uh, I will see you, out, uh, you know, about on uh, Facebook. And every now and then I'll hit you up just to say what's up. Got you. All right. Thanks for I'm, having me. I'm supposed to be in D.C. Uh, next. Uh, well, this May I'm supposed to be so I can record a gospel album. So, Okay. If I'm in that area, I would definitely hit you up. Okay, please do. 
All right, then. Take care, dear. All right. Take care. That was Sierra Jeter, my cousin. Uh, for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to play some music for you. Uh, Ron L., my partner Ron L., just came in from Virginia. I'm going to try to get him to holler at y'all, say something on the mic. I mean, he upstairs right now. But uh, this is uh, Tupac, uh, Dope Fiend Diner, on ATAZP.
Sweet Echo. 